Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to Wildcast Studio for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, fan listeners, I am your host, Adam Lund, and I, am, of course, am joined by your favorite co-hoster again. Just made it here with his SUV Mazda with no winter tires, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. So last week you were, that eh, was all right. This week, how is it driving in the snow? And oh, we got I was like, like thirty six centimeters. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> you know what? It actually, I have a problem with it. I, yeah. uh, last year I had all seasons, and this year I have all seasons, and I actually find that there's, I have more control and traction. With all season tires, and I do winter tires. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm a great driver. I don't know. Have you let Megan drive in this? No, <laughs> no, no. That's Although not she was that's in not, no condition to drive that, on Sunday. That, that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, she had quite the adventure. Uh, so did my wife, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome uh, back. Mm. Oh, yeah. She was, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> she had some fun. She had some fun. Yeah. Yeah. And hashtag she, girl's name. Yeah, it was her. It was two girls and, and one guy. <laughs> so, and the guy wasn't me, yeah. but uh, no, it was, she was out with coworkers, and yeah. that's 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 perfectly fine. And you no, know, she uh, stumbled through the door at about two o'clock in the morning on uh, Saturday night and Sunday morning. Sun, yeah, so technically yeah. Sunday morning, and woke me up. And but that's uh, that's fine. I was uh, I'm not one to go out and party like that anymore. No. Those are my days. Those are days are over for me. It's it's, <laughs> yeah yeah no, the uh, the Christmas party I found out quite quick. I uh, I don't feel forty, almost forty one in a couple weeks. I don't feel that until you start drinking with twenty five, even thirty year olds. You realize real quick you ain't that young anymore, and it's it catches up like like that. I'm at the point now where if I'm going to tie one on, and it's few and far between. It has to be on a Friday if I'm going to feel somewhat normal moving into a Monday at work. Well, yeah, you got that right. I guess I'm, I, I, it's been a while since I've been, uh, you know, yeah. obliterated, yeah. as is the word. And I usually am the one that's driving, so I have to be responsible, yeah. right? And uh, so, no, she's, uh, she usually goes up once a month, and I look after – well, I don't really look after Avery because – She's your daughter. By the time she leaves, by the time Megan leaves for the bar, yeah. Avery's already asleep. So I just literally, she was out the door at 9.30, and I was probably in bed by 9.45. <laughs> I was, this is perfect. Bed yeah. to myself. and, and I, But I will give it to my wife, though. I'll, I'll hand it to her. Um, we actually started something over the weekend that's probably one of the smartest things she's ever said, and I was quite impressed. <laughs> so... It's getting back to the whole Christmas shopping thing yeah. where if you've been following along on our show, there was always an update of how much Christmas shopping I've got left and this and that. So my wife, with her brain, she's like, well, every time we go grocery shopping, we should just buy an Amazon gift card. So at the end of the year, when we do our shopping, we just use a gift card so we're not spending money. I'm like, hmm, hmm. that does make sense i mean you're adding to your alcohol budget but yeah but i'm like but at the end of the year yeah like yeah. if you do groceries two times you know every two weeks and you just happen to grab a 50 dollar amazon card off the shelf at superstore every time you do groceries yeah well you know 50 bucks times. oh grocery I th- my brain went every time she goes out drinking no grab no, no, an no, amazon no, no. gift card well, no not that she's an alcoholic <laughs> but like you know, you go to the hockey game, or you go out for with friends, yeah. or she goes out yeah. of work. That's I. My brain heard every time I go drinking, but you're talking groceries. Okay, groceries, yeah, that yeah. makes that makes even more sense. So you you know we buy a fifty dollar fifty dollar fifty dollar yeah. yeah. gift card every two weeks that we do groceries, and under the year we're you know we've already got eight hundred bucks. You know, fifty yeah, kind of I guess more yeah. close to that. So yeah, that's kind of what we're gonna do. That's pretty it. yeah, that's a pretty good idea because just, you're. Instead your of Christmas number out the cash at the end of yeah. the year, you've got uh, everything. It's way easier to take it fifty bucks every couple weeks or once a yeah. month or something than it is to do um, all at the end of the year. Yeah, Layla got back well Monday afternoon, so she got into great trip. 
everything's hunky dory, working like it should. Um, no flight delays. Flew back Friday night from Prague to London. Stayed in London. Flew back London Saturday into Montreal. Uh, got into Montreal. Checked the flights. So her her dad works for Air Canada, so she can fly standby. Just pays the taxes, or when she flies with her mom, I think they can you do a two for one. And uh, but this time they saved a bunch of money. But anyways, she can fly standby. So she just puts her name on the list, and if the plane's full. She waits till the next one. If the plane's not full, she gets a seat. Mm-hmm. Saturday, she checked it. Six spots available. So she's like, perfect. I don't have to book a flight. I don't have to do anything. Sunday morning, she wakes up. I get a message at 8.30 my time, 7.30 her time, because she's on a different time frame, like when she actually trying to train her body. Get up. Get up. You need to help me. Get up. I need you to log on to my work computer. I'm like, oh. So I get up. I'm like, oh, shit. This is bad. There was a full plane load. Plus six on the waiting list for standby. So her options were drive back to Ontario with her mom, who's from just outside of Belleville, so they Mm -hmm. go to Toronto, and get on standby there and hope that there's more planes out of Toronto, and who knows when you're coming home. Spend $800 on a plane ticket one way, which is ridiculous in itself, or take the train. So she took via rail, and she works for Bell, so she's got a discount. Um, so she <laughs> left at 7 p.m. Sunday night. She was in Quebec City f- at midnight, and she was in Campbellton probably at about 9 a.m. She got home at 1.30 in the afternoon. In the middle of 20 to 30 centimeters snow storm, so lucky we had gone home, but no Wi-Fi in her cabin. Her AirPods wouldn't hook to her iPad, oh, God. so she only had music. <laughs> Because uh, she had downloaded shows before on the iPad. So she only had music. She only had her book. So I would like to do the train. But after hearing that, I'm just like, oh, that would be such <laughs> a long trip. I mean, it was it was good to have her back. But uh, I just like that is a long trip if you don't have TV shows or movies mm-hmm. or something when you're just listening to music. But she is home. Everything went well in Prague. Good. So awesome. Here we go. Um, big weekend for us, bud. Both of us. Sir Jacob Pelche yeah. makes his debut with the Calgary Flames. Um, even though Daryl Sutter decided to shit on it, um, I mean, what an! Uh, first of all, he did it. He got to do it on a day where it's four o'clock in the afternoon out here, so we don't have to stay up till midnight. Um, it's Hockey Day in Canada. It was a big one. It was against Tampa, so it was it was a big game. Um, <laughs> in all the stuff we were putting out, I reached out to him and I said, you know, congratulations! You're the only jersey I'm going to own is a Flames one. It will be signed at some point, whether I send my mom down to Calgary to get it signed. <laughs> um, it will be signed, and it will be in the studio up in and around here. I will not wear one. Um, have you ordered your jersey yet? Because uh, Chris Dobson had reached out to me DM-wise on Instagram, so you didn't see it, but he said, I expect Mr. Boucher to have his jersey ordered, as he said, the time he plays his first game. So yeah. have you ordered it yet? So I haven't ordered it yet. Um, and the only reason why I haven't is when I went on to the NHL website, it said I wouldn't be here till June. <laughs> right? I'm like, okay, why is it so late? So it's a, like, I guess there's, I don't know if there's a backlog on Pelche jerseys now. Or because it doesn't actually come from Calgary. That's right. It comes from somewhere else. Yeah. Like yeah. if you had a friend, I could get us jerseys next week. Yeah. Because I know enough people in Calgary that can, like Clint lives in Calgary. Yeah. He could go to the store, get a, two custom Pelche jerseys, yeah. have them sent out. Yeah. He might be able to get them signed, but he can send them out. Yeah. yeah it's I the know. same with, I ordered Tampa Division Championship shirts because mm-hmm. without Tom, it might be the last time we ever get one of those. I ordered it. December 26th? No, January 2nd when they won the division. Mm-hmm. And I just got it two days ago. It's like, this will not be shipped till January 12th. You have these ready to go. Yeah. There's, like, you literally, if they don't win the division, you send these things to Africa. You send these to countries that don't have T-shirts. Yeah. You have these ready to go. Why is it taking two weeks? So mm-hmm. so you put your, you pre-ordered it or are you just going to wait? Well, it's ordered. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... I don't know. Man, you could probably go down to the D&M Sports. Yeah, that's what I thought. And get one and then go to the Avenue Center. They might be. Although it's tough to get the 
the flame logo, like the flame numbering, right? Yeah. You want to get the right one. Yeah, and I What'd also you get a get, black one, a red I wanted, one. I want to get the Blasty jersey. Yeah, just because that was his the first one. That's his, what I'm getting. First if I get one, is the Blasty right. one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I'm. Guessing. Yeah. So, what'd you make of the comments? Um. So I understand as an actual Flames fan. As an actual Flames fan, when I first read it, I was pissed. Yeah. Uh, I I was ext- I was upset. I was mad. I was, I Daryl Sutter just you know proving to the rest of canada that, that dinosaurs do still exist in Alberta, <laughs> yeah you know um but when you look at it i mean it's once you sleep on it you kind of have an idea of where he was going with it yep. as disrespectful as it as it was you know for him to ask what jersey number he wore that was the then, worst part and for then me. pull out the stat sheet at the end of the day, he told Palchia that he played a good game. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's Daryl Sutter. He's always been someone to toy with the media and, you know, have these one-liners and stuff like that. And I was, yeah, so I was I was a little upset to, uh, when, he, when he first heard it, when he first said it. Mm-hmm. But I've had a few days to sleep on it. It, it doesn't bother me now I think because the- it wasn't – he played again Monday night. Yeah. It's not like they sent him right back down to the Wranglers. Yeah. So it and by was right back down, you mean like two doors down, literally two <laughs> doors down. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. I, um, the heat of the moment, just knowing that he literally almost scored on his second shift. Oh if the my puck God. Would have been, you know, five inches higher. It would have been above the pad and below the glove. Yeah. And and just a Pelche shot, like just yeah. that's his play. Is he's always around where he needs to be, yeah. where the puck is, and just lands on his stick. No one around him, wide mm-hmm. open, just a yeah. beautiful chance. Like, if if it would have been unreal. Second shift too. Um, yeah, literally five inches higher. It it would have been in the back of the net. Yeah, you know, on Vasilevsky. On Vasilevsky, one yeah. of the best goalies in the world, and that's that. But you know, he played again. <laughs> you know, I was Monday night against Columbus, and he was a plus one because I think he was on the ice for Walker Dewar's goal. Dewar's goal, yeah. And I thought Pelche scored it the way that they started to do the line. Pelche yeah. started to go first, which is kind of an indi- – and I'm like, oh, did he fu- – I'm like looking for the remote, and then yeah. he kind of slowed down. I saw Walker Dewar. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Because I, 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 I kind of missed it. I was flipping back and forth between that I don't, and Monday I don't Night be. I don't want to be sleeping when he scores his first goal. No. That's why, that's why I was hoping he scored <laughs> on Saturday. And yeah. uh, just the fact that, you know, it was literally that close. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't I couldn't be happier, you know. It's just uh, he, he deserves it. And, you know, it's, it's better than. I mean, Did he play more on? 7.36 on Monday. So we got an extra minute or so. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I the the problem that I had with Daryl Sutter's comments, obviously, when you first hear it, is like, mm-hmm. you know, great, he buried him. Like he's going back to Cal- he's going yep. he's going back to Calgary. Um, as Marty Kingston said, he's going back to Stockton in the American Hockey League. <laughs> um, I was like, great, he buried him. We won't see him again this season. Like this is this was a shot at the fans who wanted um, Pelche to play and Ryan Pinder, 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 yeah, yeah and. And um, who's the guy that looks like McLovin in the afternoon? Steinberg. They're they're all wanting him to play, especially on the road trip. And then, so then the number thing, disres- like I bothered that. But then as I was like, the next day you kind of sleep on it and you hear things coming out from different media members. And I can't remember who said, I think it was Ryan Leslie. But they were like, this is Daryl Sutter's humor. And I think he tried to make a joke like, let's temper the expectations. But it just landed flat. Yeah. And seemed very condescending and like, and it was Eric Francis. Like, like a, he, he speaks about leadership and maturity and he wants that veteran president of his hockey team. And then when he gets a chance to talk about a young guy, he's like, doesn't show any maturity, doesn't show anything, right? Like, so mm-hmm. he played, well, I guess this is, he played Monday night. So at least he's getting back in there. We'll see if he continues to, to get the, the games. Is he up there because of an injury or is up there? Taking someone's spot, Brett Ritchie, injury or spot, injury, injury. Okay. So he started skating again. Okay. Um. So 
I don't know. It depends on how much longer he's going to be up. You know, Brett Breaching can be back this week. And if he was two inches taller, he'd be in the le- he'd be in lineup yeah, regularly. Exactly. Because Daryl Sutter doesn't mind young guys. Mm-hmm. He won with Dallas or uh, L.A. with Kopitar and Drew Doughty, and they were young. They weren't veterans. It's the smaller player style, which is ridiculous because isn't Andrew Mangiapane smaller? Isn't Kadri smaller? Kadri's a veteran, but isn't yeah. Mangiapane smaller than Pelche? No, Majapani, I think he's 5'9 or 5'10. Oh, okay. Um, even Dubé is a small guy. Yeah, but, Dubé, yeah. Yeah, but no, they're – I think it's – you know, these those two guys were on the team before I think Sutter came around. So, yeah. Pelche is going to make it. Uh, he's – if they wouldn't uh, – the thing with Pelche is I'm not sure exactly how long he's going to be in Calgary. I mean, at this point, you know, you've got – Kadri locked up long term. You've got Huberto locked up long term, and I just don't see a a path. A path, you know. He's going to be. He's probably going to be buried on that. You know, the only player who I think he could, whose spot he could realistically take over down the road is Michael Backlund's, and because they're similar players. And I, I'd even say that Pelche's got a better work ethic, and 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 he's and, he, and he's faster than Backlund. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if Backlund leaves, I mean, just give Pelche number 11 back. Uh, but what if you just, like, release that big anchor you call Lucic and put Pelche in that spot? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, well, Lucic, uh, people hate him, but he, he brings a different... He brings a toughness. A, a, a different yeah. toughness, a, yeah. dim, a different dimension to the game. And yeah. I think you... you He's you not need, branded for his speed like Pelche no, would be in you his need a player hands. like him in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he is a leader, he's got a he's leader. He's he brings so much to the game, and he's not he's not going to score every night, but but he's going to give room for Majerpani and Pelche and Huberdeau and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he can still chuck the knucks, and that's yes. and that's that. I mean, other than that, it's you ordering yeah. another one, or are you just seeing if it's no, any I'm quicker. Just, I'm just checking. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. So um, obviously, congratulations to Pelche. He'll continue to hopefully get into that lineup, and um, hopefully. I don't know even know when they play the next game, but um, maybe you score on that one. And it was, I I think you did too, but we both picked Pelche to score the first goal of that game, and we were that close to hitting it. Because yes, I don't were. know who else. I'm assuming other people just randomly threw his name out in the first game, but like you said, you were about to blow the roof off that place. I was, I was, I was filming his first shift, and I was. Filming his second because I was like, <laughs> if he's gonna score, it's gonna be like he's gonna get in early, yeah, and just kind of because adrenaline's gonna be going. So I filmed that one and I filmed the I filmed the shot and I was ready to lose my mind um, on the camera. Uh, so let's get into it. As always, don't forget to follow us on social media: uh, Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, Wildcast Podcast, and on the YouTube. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button if you enjoy it. No quick question, unless you have an idea who's gonna win the Royal Rumble this weekend. <laughs> Hornswoggle? <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's get to the news and notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. All right, the Kubota Top Prospects game goes tonight at 11 o'clock uh, Atlantic time. Etienne Moran is representing the Wildcats on Team Red. Also has a letter on his jersey. An he A. An A. Not quite the C because the C on the jersey stands for Connor which makes a ton of sense because he's the captain of everything he's going to do, except when he makes it probably to the next level because mm-hmm. um, that's a little bit much. Um, but, I mean, there's no games this week in the, in the CHL. It's all about the top prospects. And, you know, we saw this last year with uh, with Barbashev. He went there, had a great camp, I guess, testing session, um, played a good game, had a few shifts with a couple hits early, a couple chances, and he came back a stronger player and. Not that Moran needs to come back as a stronger player, but this just helps playing with different guys, different coaching, um, hearing different things, and, and being around the best players in, in the CHL. I, I agree, and I will point out, and I don't want to be you know, nitpicking everything about this team recently, but I will say that maybe Moran needs, maybe hopefully this is kind of a wake-up call for him because – in my opinion, he hasn't exactly been playing his best hockey as of late. And no. I don't know if that's got to do with his new defensive partner or what. Yeah. 
but um, he was like a correct me if I'm wrong I didn't even look but in the three games last week he was like a minus three or a minus four and that's just com- totally <coughs> out of the ordinary for him I think it was even like minus three or minus four in the Charlottetown game he was minus alone. five in Charlottetown like that's and that's nothing against him. No, nope. I think it's the new defense partner that uh, he happens to have, and but I really hope he comes home and and I hope he has a, a really good game and shows off. And I'm glad he doesn't have to defend against Bernard. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy they're on the yeah. same team. Just get a lot of assists as you're passing the puck to him. <sighs> so he was a minus seven in three games. Minus seven in three games. Like that's like going into those three games. He was a plus 18. And Hamel was a minus four. We're going to get into yeah. this a little bit early, but yeah, or a little bit later. He's like, I don't know what's, it's it's just been a a tough uh, a tough stretch for that number one yeah. pairing. And I think uh, maybe the, the time away from the team and, you know, the different environment uh, this week yeah. uh, helps him out. Yep. Yeah, I, I believe that there's, there's nothing bad that comes from this. We saw it with Barbashev. I mean, the flight to the other side of the country uh, and time time shift might be a little bit uh, difficult to adjust coming back, but he'll be fine. The games on the games tonight, he'll probably fly out first thing in the morning. He'll be back Friday. He'll be he'll be ready to go. Um, a player you liked coming out of the draft a couple of years ago, Luke Woodworth, yes. was named captain of the Drummondville Voltageur. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's really a shock coming out of that uh, that group. Well, because I, I feel like they're a team that's gonna maybe put something together next year so yeah and that's uh together next year uh kind of when i went on that rant last week about goche um did i mean it yes yeah. well yeah i, I was <laughs> of course we did do i actually think he's gonna wear be a wildcat next season yes no i don't you know no you really don't no i don't um it's just one of those things where i slept on it and I probably said a little you too stop much. Sleeping, bro. Yeah, I wish I, I could use a sleep right now. <laughs> let's put it that way. There's just, you know, I think um, a spot like Drummondville, which is where he's from, yeah, or Ramuski. I hope it's not Ramuski because I would give them a better chance at hosting. Yeah, uh, but um, I think he's probably in Drummondville or Victoriaville next year. Was it the fact that it's the Drummondville hometown, or it's the what we have to give up? To get him that, I think it's the Drummondville hometown thing, yeah. and when more look, than what we'd have to give up. I looked at what they have in the bank, and they've got a lot more in the bank than we do. Uh, they have picks that uh, are, look a lot really? better than than ours. Yep, and um, you know the Sherbrooke would have no interest in our lottery pick in twenty twenty six. I don't think uh, that's not uh, really what they'd be what they'd be going for, mm-hmm. and so we would have to kind of now. Again, I'm not going to go and tar- start talking about him again. <laughs> I don't think he's in Moncton uh, next season. Uh, the following season, I mean, very that's very possible. As a 19-year-old. Yeah. However, I do think there will be a player in Moncton next year that currently plays in Sherbrooke. Da-da-da. So we'll start at that, and that's... Um, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm not going to go in another 5 to 10-minute... Rant really about gets. players on next year's team and what it's going to take to build a Memorial Cup and and this and that. I just um, I just think yeah maybe he's probably not the only probably not the uh, the player on Sherbrooke that we expect to see in Moncton next yeah. season. Yeah, and it's it, what it's never a bad thing to speculate that stuff. And that's you want to you want to draft where you're hosting. You want to make a splash. That's how you make a splash with your most valuable asset. But yeah, Moncton's got three firsts this year, a third and a fourth. Drummondville's got two firsts, a three and a fourth, but next year, uh, Moncton's got a first, second, third, whereas Drummondville's got two firsts, two seconds, including Sherbrooke's second, a third, and two fourths. And so they've got Charlottetown's first next year, which yeah, is probably a lottery or a very close good, to very good chance. Yeah, yeah. right. So it's um, so if you're gonna make a splash, if you're on Sherbrooke's end, you probably make a splash with getting one of the first this year mm-hmm. and. Getting Charlottetown's first yeah. and and stuff like that. Yeah, so. exactly. So it, there's Sherbrooke will make a splash of the yeah. draft, and uh, they'll be picking a lot better than the sixth round. And it's just a matter of where he goes. Going back to the captain, I mean Luke Woodworth makes sense. You look at that team; it, 
probably wasn't going to be Pedal It, probably wasn't going to be Lamaru. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not around that team a lot, but you look at the names. I mean, I guess you could have gone Maddox Landry for this year because he was a captain and he comes over. But I haven't really been a fan of the captain one. Like you acquire a captain and then you name another captain and then another captain. And this gives him a captain for two years. Maddox Landry was the name I would probably pick if I was a betting man. But they go with Luke Luke Woodworth, which, like you said, you were you you and you liked him coming out of the draft. So yeah, I did. not a bad uh, not a bad selection. The uh, Patrick Waugh, the the hated Moncton uh, fans hated coach. He got his 500th win uh, in Quebec. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it is good for him. Um, we've got the uh, Q team of the week here. As I get back to it, and basically, it's not so much the Q team of the week. It's the Quebec Rempar Halifax. It's Quebec Mooseheads team of the week um, with a different goaltender. As I'm just slowly going to it because I had it open and then looking at other stuff. Um, Zachary Balduke, three games, one goal, eight assists. Theo Rochette, three games, six goals, two assists. Atelio Biasca, three games, six goals, one assist. As the Mooseheads are just on a hell of a heater right now. Um, defenseman Nicolas Savoie of the Quebec Rempar, three games, zero goals, five assists. And David Moravik from Halifax, three goals, zero, three games, zero goals, three assists. I generally screw one of those up. So literally, the only thing they didn't do was make William Rousseau or Matthias Rousseau the goaltender <laughs> to even it out, three and three. But uh, the player of the week, as well as the goaltender of the week, was Charles Edward Gravel of Blainville, two zero and zero, a nine seven save per- nine seven five save percentage, and a one goal against average. Uh, and that brings us to the uh, Jeremy Boucher Wildcast podcast team of the week. Uh, yeah, the, the the one that makes more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, where should we start, Mr. Uh, Adam? You can start in, uh, you know what? Mr. Richie builds from the back end out. That's right. So let's build from the back end out. Sounds good. Um, so I'm also going to go with, with Charles Edward Gravel. Uh, same reason that he was on the QMJHL team of yep. the week. Uh, let's just say that we will need more performances like that from him if Blaineville is to overtake the Valdor for war yes. standings. Yes, we were so close to having him after the weekend. But. Yeah, it's so close. If uh, Valdor would essentially be in a lottery position right now, but they went and beat Drummondville over the weekend. That's what we'll start next month, the Valdor watch. That's right. The week Valdor, after week. The VD watch. Yep, the VD watch. <laughs> <laughs> We'll call it something else, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the back end, um, our own Etienne Morin. Uh, his game winner against Cape Breton was his 15th goal of the season. Mm-hmm. Now, he's actually the first Wildcats defenseman. Believe this. Remember, keep in mind, we've had Jordan Spence on our team. Keith Yandel on our team. No, there's a... Oh, okay. Okay. The 15th goal of the season is the most by Wildcats defenseman in a season since 2014-2015. Wow. We've had some pretty good defensemen since then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Jeez. Jacob Sweeney had 17 in 2014-2015. Well, he's going to crush that. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. Hope so. Uh, and the second defenseman is Fred uh, Frederick Brunet. Uh, points in every game. Since uh, every game except for one, excuse me, since being traded to uh, Victoriaville. Up front, starting with uh, Giovanno, Giovanni Morno of Charlottetown. Not bad. The Islanders player no one is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, Riley Kidney, 19 points in seven games. God, am I ever glad he didn't go Since to Halifax. Since being traded to Gatineau. Oh, am I ever glad him and Merlonson didn't go to Halifax. Yeah. And finally, also, Athelia Biasca. Athelia? Atilio. Atilio Biasca. It could be Athelia in Athelia. actually Swiss, right. but Atilio is what. So you got a five-goal game against St. John. Yeah. And there's only been two other Mooseheads to do that. McKinnon was one. And I feel like it's an odd defenseman that nobody thinks about. No, okay. it's Jason King, which you wouldn't even know no. who he was. Was he a defenseman? No, he was four. Oh, okay, I think it's like he was one of the. F- He's like one of the he first. He might have been around, yeah, like in the first yeah, yeah. season of the Mooseheads. 
Because I, I, I've recognized that name from when they were hosting the World Cup and they had different people dropping the puck. I yeah. think he was one of them. Yeah. So you go. That's my uh, three forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie. And uh, yeah, I was going to name nice. a coach this year, this week, but I, I decided not yeah. to. Yeah. I've got uh, I've got one of your defensemen at some point when he gets two more points because <laughs> he's going to smash his all time points. Beautiful. <laughs> so whenever he gets two more Talk points, about progression. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that was an excellent uh, team of the week there, sir. Let's get into the Weekly Rewind. Weekly Rewind. Do, 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 I, do I play it? Do, do, do I play it? No, not yet. Uh, welcome to the cursing. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot of cursing. Welcome to the Weekly Rewind, <laughs> presented by Local Sports Pub. Looking for a great place to have some wings, beers, and watch sports. Uh, with friends, head to 1715 Main Street where the Salty Dog Sea where the Salty Sea Dog used to be. Uh, salty this, Dog. The Salty Dog. Um, this week they will have the AFC and NFC Championship games. This weekend as each team get to show the Royal Rumble. Oh, I oh maybe they should. That, uh, yeah, that's on Saturday. Um, the AFC is uh, Burroughs versus Mahomes as the Bengals take on the Chiefs, and the NFC is the Eagles taking on the 49ers. Um, predictions. Uh. I want the Bengals to get there, but I think at some point Mahomes is going to beat Burrow, um, and I think it's this week, and I think we're going to see a Kelsey-Kelsey Super Bowl, and they just kind of retire together no matter who wins. Um, so I got the Eagles and the Chiefs um, because the other Kelsey that I can't remember his name is um, is the center for the Eagles. So, Ooh, yeah, nice. so uh, Jason Kelsey and I can't Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it'll be the the Chiefs and the Eagles. Again, Super Bowl that I really don't care about, and it's tough we live in Canada because I'm not just going to watch it for the games, uh, and I don't really care about Rihanna and the halftime show. So, Excuse so, me? I don't really. I don't. I, I'll watch it, and it'll be you unbelievable. You don't care about Rihanna? No, nah, not really. But I got a prediction for oh, next nah, year's halftime nah. show. What's my name? <laughs> I got oh, a prediction nah, for next nah. year's halftime show, though, or if I was doing it. Taylor Swift? No. Uh Imagine Dragons. It's in the Super Bowl's in Vegas next year. Oh. So if, yeah. like that is a they are a perfect uh halftime show mm. for for that. What's your prediction in the AFC NFC championship? I'm gonna go with the complete opposite of you. Yeah. Just for the shits and giggles. <laughs> um so I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Yep. And I'm gonna go with the sixty ers Nice. Which yeah. you predicted would get there two years ago. I so. did. I was just a couple of days off. Missed it by that much. Yeah. And uh, so, which means in a couple of years, the Denver Broncos will be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yep, against uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I predicted this year, but yep. uh, that did not work. We made the playoffs. Um, shout out to the to the local sports pub, though. We did go there last week. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't for friend uh, Ryan Depuy, uh, right? they pray, they pray. Damn it, uh, he knows I fuck his name up all the time. Uh, if it wasn't for him, it literally would have been a Jeremy and Adam date night. Yes. We were the only ones in if there. If Ryan wouldn't have been there, <laughs> yeah. I would have reached out my hand and tried to touch yours. Yeah, it would have been a date night for sure. Um, we had the Burger Fest. So mm-hmm. how was your Nan Burger? I was quite impressed. Yep. Uh, quite impressed. Uh, you know, obviously with uh, with the local, it's they've got the connections or the relationship with the East Coast Kitchen Group on, yep. uh, on St. George. So it's not cooked right there. It is delivered, and uh, honestly, it was still good. Yeah, wasn't soggy. Nope. Um, I not sure if it's probably not homemade butter chicken. Not probably not homemade butter chicken sauce, but mm-hmm. it tasted good. The chicken was good, and I was I was impressed. It's I, I know I said a couple weeks ago I tried I tried to I tried to get five, but I've only had that one. Yeah. So. It's yeah, um, twenty five bucks a pop. It gets yeah. it, it gets it gets expensive. It gets there. Um, I had the such a brat burger, um, bratwurst cheese uh, burger. Obviously, it was uh, it was very good. Could have been a little. I think the fact that it was delivered, uh, the cheese wasn't like that. You know, when you see in commercial, and that cheese is like that soggy, melty cheese. Yep. It had kind of hardened a little bit to where it wasn't, but it was it was delightful. Um, now you and Ryan both have been in the salty sea dog and now see this place it's so much cleaner and really what this was was a test um because for all of our great fan listeners that have been there at um 
St. Louis two years, three years ago, and the Igloo last year, we haven't exactly had the best sound picture quality. And um, I mean, we had 70 people listen to a game with no sound. We had a few people listen on with very limited TV sound. I think we had like nine screens, Oops. perfect sound, uh, perfect surround sound. So yeah. it looks like a spot that A, is much cleaner, mm-hmm. and B, will be the Wildcast podcast uh, viewing party for the playoffs this year as we'll have every game that they allow us to have as the Wildcats uh, head out on the playoffs. I was Yeah, I was impressed. Like The um, the volume was good. I mean, there's only three of us in there. Yeah. Probably probably didn't have to have it that loud. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, if there's a good amount of people in there, it's uh, it's going to sound really good. It, they've got uh, – the game was probably on, what, six or seven TVs? Yeah, something like that. And uh, Bartender was great. Uh, you know, like I said, we were probably paying her salary <laughs> uh, just being there. Yeah. So, uh, no, the good, uh, good, great spot. Bathroom is a lot cleaner than it was at the Salty <laughs> Sea Dog. Uh, a lot cleaner. Yeah. The door actually closes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was impressed. I was, yeah. uh, you know, great, uh, really good first impression. Yep. So don't take it from us. Uh, go down and see it uh, this weekend. Anytime you want to go see a sports game, uh, they have a, on all the screens there. So um, as much praise as we give them, now we got to talk about the team. Uh, after going winning five of six, they've now lost four of five because they had the one game moved. Uh, they went one and two on the week. Uh, like I said, now lost four and five, bringing the record to 22, 18, 0 and two, 46 points. Second in the Maritimes tied for fifth in the conference. We're not going to go game by game. We're going to summarize the games and then we can pick where you will. I lost five, three to the Islanders after being up three to one. Uh, and the wheels just fell off sloppy, bad execution all over the ice. Uh, Friday, they got a five, three victory over the Eagles and what's been basically back and forth series against them. And it was a back and forth type game. Wildcats ended up uh, outlasting them. And then Sunday was just a 5-2 loss that looked disinterested, lack of effort. Um, I mean, the Sags are on a 3-3. Three and three. Mm-hmm. We get two shots in the first period. We look like the team that was on a 3-3. Three and three, And like I said in the – Four and – yeah. four and five? For them, something like that. Yeah. Um, we look like the team that was on that and had gotten back Saturday night from a road trip from Valdor. Mm-hmm at like 2 a.m. in the morning and had to play at 4 o'clock. Like, it was just – so where do you want to go? Where do you want to start? <laughs> I'm going to play that uh, Bruce Boudreaux clip <laughs> from uh, – Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I I don't even know where to start. The Islanders game was unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, to have a 3-1 lead against the, you know, last overall team in the league at the time. Mm-hmm. Um to blow that is is unacceptable. Uh, that's you can't. Those are two points that uh, that you lost that will be extremely valuable at the end of the year, and you just will not get them back. Yep. Uh, it's it's tough to really put into words how frustrated I was. Like we were in the bar watching that, and how many f bombs did I drop? I and usually I only swear when I'm drinking, and I was well, I was drinking, but. This was, these were. We were kind of disappointed. We were the only ones in there. And then at 4 3, with that kind of an effort, we're like, thank God a bunch of people didn't come out and spend yeah. money to watch this. Like, yeah. it was just, and it was like we said earlier Etienne Moran, minus five. Anthony Hamel, minus three. Like, when has Moran been on the, the ice for all five goals in any game? Like, I'm sure there has been some, but man, that. That pair just I'm done with it. It's um yeah, they're they're like for me it's I, gotta I, be I wanna look at the I want a glimpse of the future. Yeah. I wanna see Morin and Grenier together. And you know what? That's 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 who's probably gonna be your top pair. Well, that's maybe going a little too far. I don't think Morin and Grenier are gonna Moran be and Forte John could be your top pair though. <sighs> Why Why did they go away from Moran and Marcel? Now, I know you had Hamel and Iacenza, and they worked really well, and sometimes you don't want to make trades until your socks are blown off, and a first-round pick is a first-round pick, and you have to make that deal 10 times out of 10. Mm. But that has affected Anthony Hamel more than we thought it would, and I don't understand why it's not um, Morel, Morel, 
that's what I'm calling him. Moran and Marcel is Moril. <laughs> Mar- Moran and Marcel and Hamel and Plandowski or Hamel and Forty John John because those two played well. Those two played a couple games together in the first half of the year, and I didn't mind those two. Mm-hmm. That should be your top four, and then you've got Plandowski, Ballantyne, and Grenier that you play together. And Plandowski and Grenier, they're kind of the same player, a little bit older. So if that's how you bring along a veteran or a young kid, great. But Mar- Maril and Mar- Marcel and Moran have to be your top pair coming into this weekend. Like They have to. They played so well together. Well, they're going to have to make changes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you uh, if you go lineup. in if you go in and, and you lose to St. John, I mean, I don't want to put it out there, but at what point is it a coaching thing rather than a player thing? And, I mean, we're less than two months away from the playoffs. It's – do you make a coaching change? I'll play the de- I'll play the other side. Who, for who? Because right now it's, and I talked about this on the live. It's a power play thing. This power play is so stagnant. It's a power. It's shorthanded. It's, it's power it's special play. teams, but their power play. If you watch, you have veterans making turning the puck over. Oh, over when over you'd and think over. it was a a sixteen year old call up. Yeah, and and like I said on on the post game, like we can see the ice from where we sit, so it's very easy for us to pick it. But if Baudouin just flips it the other way, and we saw that earlier in the year where LaBelle gave it up and we mm-hmm. let it go. But that if you go back and watch the Sags' first power play and a few of their power plays on Sunday, and you go watch Moncton's power play, they go the 1-3-1. Etienne Moran stands at the top. Loshing stands over on the, the McKenna wing or the Ovechkin wing or whatever you want to call it, and he stands there and he waits for one tease. And the puck goes to LaBelle or to OJ or to Mercier on the one side. They move it into whoever's in the middle. It comes back. It goes up to Moran. He makes a move. If he has no shot, he gets it over to uh, Loshing. And that's the power play over and over and over. You know what the power power play has been lately? Shooting into the guy's shin pads. Yeah, because as soon as they, as they just put a guy out there and he just stands in front of Loshing mm-hmm. and blocks it. It's the same thing. There's no movement. There's no Pucks intentionally missing off the boards to come back because we have lively boards. Put some new guys out there. Give Mercy a chance on the top. OJ, Mueller, Tybell, I Grenier. Give him a chance. Like we've seen something has to like you yeah. have to do something. They're just standing there and they're just trying to feed Loshing. And God love him. When he hits the net, it goes it can go in. But he's got to either hit the net or he's got to get a pass shin pads. It's just so stagnant right now yeah and that's all they're doing they're getting their shots every it seems like every shot is being blocked mm-hmm. like they had i think they finished the game against shakutami they finished with 23 shots they probably had 20 shots blocked and 15 of them were in this third period yeah when they're on cruise control because it's 5-2 and they don't care mm-hmm. they're they're on cruise control and they've got their best goalie last year in the league mm-hmm. and charles antoine lavalet shout out to him uh, great Q career. Thanks for staying in Moncton and good to see you one last time. Um, and and when they do the power play, they get two guys in front of the net, and now you've got four guys trying to like Lavalier doesn't have to make many stops because there's so many guys in front of the net taking pucks. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's it's a movement thing, and I don't know how you fix it other than trying to get different guys. Because is, is it Heptich or is it Laboss that runs the power play? No idea. No idea. But LaBoss is usually the one drawing the, the the stuff when they call timeouts. But it's just – it's a sloppy effort, and I don't understand it because in the first half of the year, they were going well with the coaching. Mm-hmm. So what's changed? Like, ISNs and Darcy were that valuable? <laughs> well, you'd, at this point, you'd think, you'd think so. I mean, it, there's – like I said, three weeks ago, I said it was too soft, too soft, too soft, and it's still too soft. Yeah. They're still turning the puck over. Um, they can't break out. They At can't all. complete a pass. No. Uh, like there's absolutely nothing that's going right with this team right now. And thank God there's a week off right now to actually work on stuff and f- and figure shit out. Yeah. Because you've got two games coming up this weekend, winnable games, and then you're going on the worst road trip of the season. So. Perfect. That leads me into my question for you. And you can tell me if I'm crazy. 
These two games at the end of January are must-win home games. Because if you, you're right now, you've lost four or five. You lose these two, and they're against te- teams you could. You've lost to Cape Breton early. St. John, you play down to the competition, and look what happened in Charlottetown. You're now six of seven. You head out against Gatineau, Victoriaville, and Quebec mm-hmm. on three and four nights on the road. Mm-hmm. You're looking to come home in February at losers of nine of ten. Mm-hmm. We're not hoping for home ice. We're hoping to stay in the playoff race because teams behind us are catching up if they're winning hockey games. Yeah. So You've are got these two Charlotte Towns on a three-game winning streak? Yeah, because they got a goaltender. That is stealing games for them, and yeah. that's I'm not saying anything against Diamond or Philly on, but they've got a goaltender as a 20 year old, which he should do. That's stealing games, so that's again smart by Holton. But am I crazy to think that these are must win hockey games? Because I I left Halifax and Quebec. Great, we lost those two games. We were in them. I'm okay with those two losses. We were in the games. I don't, I wouldn't go as far as calling them must wins, but you better better damn well get points. That's all I'm saying. Like, you better damn well get points or look. We could be looking for a new coach by the beginning of February. And again, again, the Moncton coaching circus is like the St. John goaltending circus. You can't find one that's good enough. And Dan LaCroix is, is, is he's a pro coach and he's been doing extremely well, but Lately, it's just it's falling. It's falling off the earth. It's falling on deaf ears. Like it's he was so good at details and you know bringing the guys that were coming up into the lineup and they mm-hmm. knew what to do and they knew how to play. And I don't know where the disconnect there is, is a in disconnect right now, yeah. in a month. Like this team was great going into the trade deadline. We were okay mm-hmm. with making moves to add to win playoff rounds. Mm-hmm. And in a month, it has fallen off a cliff. Yeah, it's easy as it's as easy as that. Like it's 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 junior hockey. You can you can, but this is just the Wildcats. You know, it's it's always been like this. They play up to their they 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 can play with the uh, with the contenders. Mm-hmm. Then they look down in the standings. And they just the effort's not this. It's not the same effort. If they can, this team could beat every team in the league if they played sixty minutes. Yeah. They're right there. Yeah. But they don't play 60 minutes. They'll play 55. And you know goddamn well, in those five minutes, they'll give up three goals and lose the game. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, and that's what's frustrating. You know, it's, we've got fans who've been season ticket holders for 26 years. Mm-hmm. They invest their time, they invest their money, and they go to the rink and they expect to, you know, you expect to win a game. This is the season you were going to the rink expecting to win. Yeah. Not hoping to see a good effort. Like, how close are we to 500 right now? 21-18. We lose these two games and we're 21-20. We shouldn't be 500 right now or close to it. No. We should not be. We should should be at least in the top five in the league right now. Yeah. And it's – that's what I don't understand. Like, it's – I don't get it. I don't understand this team. It's incredibly frustrating as a fan. To lose games, you should be winning. And you're winning games, you should be losing. And you're losing games, you should be winning. There's, there's, there's no. There's, there's something wrong. Like it's play the same way every goddamn night. So this team was sixteen and thirteen at the Christmas break. Sixteen and thirteen. Yep. Wow. Like it's, and we felt better about them at sixteen and thirteen than they are now at, and like the five game winning streak helped mm-hmm. get the numbers up there. But now it's twenty one and eighteen, so you're in the exact same spot. And yep. you know, you look at the we're talking about special teams, the four losses, they were one for four on the power play, one for five against against Quebec, one for five against Halifax, two for six against the Isles, and zero for four against Chicoutimi. The PK, so that's four nineteen. The PK, two of five against Quebec. 2 of 4 against Halifax, 0 for 3 against the Isles, and 2 for 4 against Shikutami. Mm-hmm. And this was an area, especially the penalty kill, that got Mueller on the World Junior team, well, one of the reasons. But it was, I've said it, one of the reasons I talked about this team. Daniel, Mueller, Tybell, uh, Lounsbury, they were the four, one of the four best PK units in the league. 
And I don't know if it's just using the same guys over and over again, but it's just something is amiss. And, you know, the goaltenders aren't playing great right now, but it's not always on them. Well, it's they're the, not playing great because the defense is hanging them out to Because dry. it's everybody in front of them, yeah. The forwards That's are playing I mean. fine. The yeah. forwards are, are – I have no issues with the forward group right now. Except for, I mean, Baudouin. <laughs> um, I just, I can't. His two turnovers against against Shkudemi, like, yeah. What's he? What are you doing? Yeah, especially like he, the one, the one for the goal. Like, just, I mean, what is he doing? What's he thinking? It, it there's, you can't have that from someone who's mm-hmm. a leader on this team. Like I said earlier, that's something you'd expect from a 16 year old call up playing his first game in the queue. Yeah, who thinks he's maybe the top player in his midget league? But a veteran, a President's Cup champion, yeah, making a turnover like that. I mean, come on, wake up! And uh, yeah, the the whole decor right now is a mess. There there needs to be something fixed. The four group, other than the power play setup, I have nothing wrong with the four yeah. group right now. Yeah. I still would maybe move a few things around, but the Sam- Samuel Johnson's goal in the Cape Breton game, where he kind of looped out of the zone mm-hmm. and came back in the zone, kind of do what, kind of like what Loshing does. Yeah, he, he loops around, then he gets it on his, uh, 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 he gets it fed to him and he shoots it. Right, right. The difference: Samuel Johnson's shot went in the back of the net. Loshing's goes into a shin pad. Yeah, or right. over the net, or over the net, like. There's there's a lot there's a lot to say this week that I I'm not going to say. Yeah. I wanted so badly to play that clip of Bruce Boudreaux. And if you want to know what clip it is, just go find it. It's Bruce Boudreaux from the Road to the Winter Classic with the Washington Capitals yep. in the dressing room and you know, so crap's not going well. Yeah. Well, there's F bombs here yeah. and F bombs there and Yeah. But it's it's bang on. It, it it's, it's crap's that, not going well. That is the Wildcats yeah. right now. Yeah, it, you you would literally think he was coaching the Wildcats and talking to them in the Did dressing you room. Just start a rumor. What? But uh, honestly, though, I'm not going to say Bruce Boudreau. If they move on from Lacroix mm-hmm. shortly or whatever, I mean, you lose these two games. I, I don't believe he makes a road trip. I, I don't know how he makes a road trip. But, um, I mean, what's even out there? Are you turning to Heptage for two months as an interim? Who, he deserves it. He's been an assistant for a while. He's been in the system. Maybe he can bring a new energy, a new voice. But you're not going to St. John and pull Gardner, Gardner no, out. Not gonna you're not going to pull up John DeCourcy, who's winning. You're not going to pull up uh, McGuink, uh, Bill, uh, Summerside's coach. Billy McGorgan. Yeah, you're not going to pull a name like that that can – juice this team for two months and then figure it out in the offseason because even if you do now you've got a team that is supposed to contend next year mm-hmm. two years away from potentially hosting a memorial cup you have a coaching vacancy which like what do you do win that spot and i'm all for moving on from coaches and i understand well, i'm not all for moving on but i'm all for the prospect of we should move on from this coach and this coach needs to be fired and you know, our friend Andrew Barrington always asks about NFL coaches when they have two-game losing streaks. Is he on the hot seat? Lacroix's on the hot seat. But who do you replace him with? And that's, I think, what the issue is for me on if it's coaching, who steps into that role? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to throw you know, we, For me to go and look up a couple names right now, no, I'm I, not going to do but that. But there's not a, there's not a, a, a name out there that, like – you know, is Paul Boudelier. That's one name I'd throw out. Um, that's that's just you know that that's all I'd. I'll, mm-hmm. I, that's the only name I can really think of right now. I know he's not coaching, mm-hmm. um, so he's he would technically be available. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we're looking too much into it right mm-hmm. now, and uh, maybe we're just voicing frustrations when we shouldn't. But like mm-hmm. I said, man, there's I, I there's there's an opportunity here. I don't think it's for voicing when we shouldn't. You're absolutely if you're if you're paying to see this team play and you're invested in it and it's your team, which once you start paying, you can use we our whatever. 
you're frustrated with this month and you want stuff to change and you're you're seeing it on the boards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. It's true. There, it's we're not the only ones talking no. about coaching changes and and this and that. It's it's uh, like, it's being talked about. It's, what year was it that they had a players only meeting? Oh, jeez. One of our shows they had they had one of those. I think it was the twenty. It was one of the first. I think it was your first year. We kind of heard rumblings that they had a players only meeting, and and maybe that's what they do. Maybe it's not coaching that can kind of fix this. Maybe it's the players sitting in a room. Mm-hmm. And hashing this thing out, and you know, I I don't know, but I we need to see some some lineup changes come come Saturday against St. John, and I think the defensive core, and I think Moran and Hamel, you tried that experiment, and it's not working. Nope, it's really not. Um, yeah, you're right. There needs to be something. The D, the D needs to be different, um, and that that's the only thing that's bothering me right now. Yeah. The goaltending, it's it's other than the I mean, did you see Jake uh I was gonna say Jacob. Wow. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob Simon's yeah. like glove save against Cape Breton in the dying seconds. Yeah. I mean he's still he's still in it, right? He's still invested in the team. He's I mean, we're up three one. Philion's making saves and then the team just stops. Yep. They just stop playing. Yep. And you know, we can Fans can shit on Philly and all they want, but if the the five guys in front of them don't play and don't take the guys, it's really tough for a goaltender to stand on his head night after night after night. Like they're, they're they are literally hanging him out to dry. Yeah, and that's both goalies. Yeah. right now, and that's that's the issue right now. Is yeah. they're hanging the goalies out to dry, and if it keeps happening, we're going to lose both games this weekend, and we're going to get a good old ass kicking in three games next week. Yeah. And then suddenly we're wondering, oh, maybe our draft picks will be a lottery pick. Oh, and then suddenly we're wondering, oh, well, now we've got a race against St. John, Bathurst, yeah. and Charlottetown, who were on the road as part of the six-game mm. road trip. But it's it's something that's got to get fixed. It, you got a week to fix it. It's a perfect time for the week off. Um, and whether it's the coaching that fixes it or the players that fix it within that room without the coaches, something's got to be fixed because this is a team that – right now is not playing up to expectations, especially the, my expectations. This is yep. this record is not what I want I expected. I guess I we should be top five in the league. Yep. No questions asked. Like yep. it's it sh- it shouldn't even be be a debate right now. With the games that we've lost that we should have won, the points are there that yep. we should be top five in the league. We should al- we should already have home ice advantage in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's you can't just they just need to be better. Yep. Right now they're not even they don't even have home ice right now. Nope. They would play Shakuna me and they'd start on the road on the big ice. Yeah. So all right, you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Yeah, sure. After that. Every single time. Eric Murray Realtor, buy your house from him. Stick tap of the week. Okay, um, so I kind of have a two-parter. Um, the first part is uh, we're going to go to a new barbershop that just opened up recently, mm. MVP Barbershop, and okay. uh, located beside um, the Superstore on Main Street. Um, now, this is apparently a chain of barbershops across, uh, across Canada, and the uh, Moncton location just opened up uh, a couple days ago. Now, the reason why they're getting a stick tap is um, they've made it welcoming for everybody to the point where they've actually installed a power-accessible drawer uh, door. They've got a accessible washroom, and they've even got a accessible dedicated workstation or Anyone in a wheelchair can can come up and you know literally get the same service as, as everybody else. That's awesome. And uh, I saw that Brent uh, Brent DeBorn had uh, had shared that, so um, I thought that was worthy of a uh, of, of a mention on the show. So I know they're they're on Facebook MVP Bar MVP Modern Barbers Moncton. Uh, they are located. Uh, let me just get the page up here. While I'm uh, 165 Main Street, so it's literally right beside the Superstore. They've got a, 
a lounge with free Wi-Fi and free beverages. Is that in like where Giant Tiger and yeah, and that strip mall there? Yeah. Oh, nice. So Um, you can get your groceries, your weed, and a haircut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Good point. Yeah. Um, One stop shop. That's weed superstore. Giant Tiger. Giant Tiger haircut. Hit the weight room, and away yeah. you go. And, uh, yeah, so I thought that was pretty neat uh, and, uh, you know, worthy of a, of a, of a stick tap. Now, um, part part two is uh, something that uh, was sent to me over the, I believe it was Monday on uh, the Facebook. I do need to find it here. Here it is. Um, so after the game on uh, Sunday... Ah, yes, yes. As much as we want to crap on this team, um, there are some things being done off the ice that uh, do need to be mentioned. Um, So we had, uh, I believe it was... And this is, when we crap on the team, Mm -hmm. it's the play on the ice. Yeah. It is never the person or the kid or the player for any organization. So I, like... You're, you're bang on. As much as frustrated we are, it is never at the kids off the ice because guess what? They're kids. That's good. That's right. And it kind of leads into this. You know, it's, uh, you know, after the game on Sunday, um, like I said, this was sent to me from, um, it was on the Moncton's Hits and Misses, Hits and Misses uh, Facebook page. And uh, it says, some of the Moncton Wildcats came to Sports Rock tonight and made a shy little girl's dream come true. She had brought her little Wild Willie plush toy to show off after the game, and she was so excited. Her and her family are just a pleasure to see walk through the door. There were four members of the Wildcats that walked in, very handsomely dressed, and represented the team so great that everyone knew who they were. She was so excited and tried to walk over at least three times, but was so in awe she lost her gumption. I'm not sure what gumption is. I've never seen gumption that word Gumption is uh, like... Her nerve. Okay, got it. Which I get it. I've done that when I try to talk to the Wildcats too, and I'm 40. These team members got up in the middle of their meal and walked over to sign her toy. That was so heartwarming to see, and I was so proud to be a Wildcats fan. Thank you to the young men that stayed true to maritime values. I've served hockey teams of all ages for more more years than I'd like to admit, and this display of (laughs) kindness is absolutely what I've been, what I'm, what I've seen being taught all throughout minor hockey. So thank you to the Wildcats, thank you Minor Hockey, and all the hours that the parents put in to dedi- dedicated to hockey. You have amazed this server over the years, and I appreciate you. So that's Amy Gallant. She's actually a server at the Sports Rock in Dieppe. Um, now she attached a picture. Now I I want to say this one's Cole Bishop, yeah, um, with yeah. the black jacket and the hair. Yeah. This tall gentleman in the suit's obviously Gabe Smith because nobody's as tall as Gabe Smith. Yeah. Now I just can't identify the red shirt and the white pants and i want to say the blonde one in the background is mueller just because the bad haircut <laughs> yeah. uh, but just don't the hair that so, i think it's grenier you think this one's grenier i think so okay so um again we we know who two of the four are but um you know you just got out of a tough loss and um you know he go to a restaurant to have a bite to eat but you still managed to you know make a little girl's night or yep. Whatever, so you know, good on you, boys. That's uh, that's what we need. That's what's going to make you, um, you know, not necessarily you as players, but uh, you know, more recognizable faces in uh, in the community, and and that's really that's really what we need. Yep. The stick tap of the week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this isn't about the players themselves. We guessed who they were, but just in general, like going out Mm. after a loss like that and being able to sign something for a kid. And you know what? That might have been the only game that kid went to. Yeah. And she's going to want to go to more because of, of these kids getting up selflessly and mm-hmm. and uh, and signing that. So, um, yeah, that was an excellent stick tap. I kind of want to reach out to Amy and find out who they were <laughs> just to see if our guesses are right, not to give them, like, the extra praise, but just to see if our guests are right. All right, that brings us to the uh, Wildcast Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa, who now direct bills um, as well. They've got specials in January. The 60-minute quintessential facial is now $30 off. is $50. The 90-minute is uh, savings of $25 for $70. And the dermaplaning, 
I don't know what these things are, but uh, they, you know, save 20 bucks. They're now 50. Um, if you want to book those uh, this final week here, um, give her a call at 830-1224 or visit her at 1224 Mountain Road. The Wildcats Wildcat of the Week. Again, we agree with the parent club, the Moncton Wildcats. Uh, this is one of the few bright spots um, in this past week of, of players. There's been maybe three or four that have had a really good week. Um, he's got four goals in three straight games, adding two assists to that. Uh, and he's basically doing it all on, on the top line. Um, Barbashev has had kind of the same amount of points down low. So maybe I would put those two together, help the offense, mm. but you want to have the depth in there. Uh, but he has been great as a 20 year old. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, in this stretch of games, helping the, uh, trying to get some W's here for the team. So your Wildcats Wildcat of the week is number 18, Vinny LaBelle. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Um, I know we weren't the most positive coming out of these games, but hey, this is a this is an excellent weekend to go see them play Saturday against St. John, Sunday against Cape Breton. It is Timbits weekend, so there will be a lot of children there. Um, it's always one of the special weekends that I don't think they've had since the 2019 season. No. Um, so it'll be kind of cool to have all those kids back in the rink. Look, there was 5,600... Uh, 5,600, 5,800. Where's the Shakutami game? There it is. 56, 5,500 people uh, for that Shakutami game. It was pretty loud. The team didn't really do a whole lot, but, uh, so let's keep going. Let's keep, uh, let's fill that rink up with the Timbits, uh, hockey teams and, and whatnot. So, um, that'll do it for us. Hopefully it's a big weekend. Hopefully you're there and, uh, we can be a little bit more positive as we head out on a very tough road trip to begin February. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.